I'm Kales, and I'm reading Strange Practice by Vivian Shaw. Hi, I'm Allison, and I'm reading it for the first time. Welcome to Novel Predictions, everybody. Season two. Three years later. We're back. (laughs) It's fine. Um, Basically, the pandemic happened, and it's happening. Um, Yeah, there was pandemics. There was jobs. There was babies. There was... Engagements. engagements. There was lots of shit there was a lot of things that happened mm-hmm. but we missed it we did miss it and honestly the pandemic i think affected my reading habits yeah major in a way that i never predicted right like in a way that and <laughs> 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 you guys miss does um in a way that i never thought it would have right like i i I used to read like 160 books a year, 120 books a year. And yeah. and now I'm like super proud of my like 76, I think, or something that yeah, I, I read I last year. I think I hit 65 this year. Yeah. I think 2020, I read like... Maybe 40. Yeah. I don't even Under think... 50. Yeah. I was like, I don't even think I got to a book a week during 2020. Because that shit was hard. It man. was hard. 2021 it- was also really bad for me reading wise. 2022, I did better. But... Yeah. No, I... Yeah. So that was part of it. Was it? I, I would actually say that was the largest part of it, more than anything else. I think so. I think we were. We didn't feel that we had the mental space. Yes. For this project, but now it's been three years. Yeah. We're both thirty in our thirties. Mm-hmm. We're still friends. We're still friends, which is saying something in this world. Whole time. Yep. And we still read a lot. Yeah. And so we've decided to come back to the podcast. And we've themed it season two, not only because there was a three-year gap, but because we're approaching it with more experienced and nuanced, like, dedication to it. Exactly. Like, just making sure that we keep a quality product that we're doing. But at the end of the day, it's supposed to be fun. Yeah. And it's supposed to be something we enjoy. And I, if it turns into a chore, we're doing something wrong. Right. Like, Absolutely. And that's really where we're headed with it more than anything else. So yeah, the book that we are reading um, for the next several weeks, um, we started, I don't know, we ventured into adult fiction, which Mm. is a newer space. That's another thing that's probably going to change a little bit is that we're venturing a little bit more away from the YA. Um, Nothing against YA, just not what we're reading right now. Yeah, I mean, this is following our personal reading trends exactly. of, of what we've read in the past. Because with a three-year gap in our podcast, we added several hundred more books to, yep. the, to the list. To the list. <laughs> Y'all should have seen our Excel spreadsheet skills <laughs> as we were like pairing up what we've read and what we haven't, you know. So that was fun. Um, and, and it's not so much about the nostalgia of going back and reading like old childhood books, like yeah. The Florida Aragon, that type of thing, which we might do. But at the same time sharing books that we've enjoyed that the other one just hasn't gotten to yet is another fun part. And because we've also known each other longer, it's fun to kind of pick books and be like, no, I really think you'll enjoy this one. Yeah. It's not necessarily torturing each other anymore. We spent two years ruining our childhood favorites. Yep. And I'm kind of over that. Yeah. I imagine we will pursue books that we've read more recently. Yeah. Um, and I know I will be. Yeah, I have absolutely. My list, yeah. Sharing books that we loved that the other one hasn't gotten to is absolutely part of it. In this specific instance, you sh- shared a book with me that I've never heard of. Yeah, that's the other thing is I'm a I'm a huge fan of like underrated mid list books. Like right. I'm a big champion of those. And like you're never gonna find this book on a Goodreads awards list. Like it's not no. gonna happen. And I love that kind of stuff. And if other people pick it up, great. Like, if not, 
that's fine. It doesn't have to be your jam. But this one I discovered, um, the book we're talking about is Strange Practice by Vivian Shaw. And it's a part of the uh, Greta Van Helsing trilogy, which it's a paranormal mystery. And I picked it up because I was literally Googling paranormal mysteries because <laughs> I wanted to read one because I, I like I wanted something that was Dresden Files-y, yeah. but not so douchebag because I like the Dresden Files. I do. But it is... You're aware so of his. I'm aware of his douchebagginess. Like I read the Dresden Files truly. Like Molly is one of my favorite literary characters ever. Her journey, I could read an entire series about that. And Murphy is it, like they're great. But I was like, I want something like that where he's not a complete asshole and a misogynistic prick sometimes. And so yeah. I again, I love those series. They're right behind Allison. I own every <laughs> single one of them. I just bought the newest one that I hadn't read because of reading slump. But so I was Googling paranormal mysteries and this one popped up on a list. I think it was like a book riot list. Love book riot. Yeah, they're so great. I feel and, like they really do like deep catalog. I could I like a lot. The idea of working for them and just making lists for them all the time that appeals to me so strongly yeah if book riot wants to hire kales and libro <laughs> fm wants to hire allison yes because there you go um because allison is an audiobook all day right now yeah like pretty much my i i bet 75 percent of the books i've read in the past three years have been audiobook which is great yeah it's awesome reading i'm glad that there's accessibility for that and ways to listen to it via libro fm and Libby, fuck Audible. Um, yeah, Amazon can die. Yeah. <laughs> Anywho, this is so strange practice. Um, the brief, brief, brief summary is that there's this woman, Greta Van Helsing. This book is also very British, which I'm excited oh, to talk about. My, yeah. <laughs> I'm so excited to talk about how British this I book have is. Thoughts. I know. <laughs> I was reading it again, and I was like, "Fuck!" I forgot how British this was. Um, it was very British. She is a uh, doctor for the paranormal. Um, and the supernatural creatures. So some of the examples they give is that like she treats a banshee sore throat or she like helps rebandage mummies. And this is a practice that she's inherited from her family. She's had it for many years, her whole career. It's really what she does. And as you do in mysteries, she gets wrapped up in a weird in paranormal instance that she probably should not have been involved in and right. gets wrapped up in and her life is threatened. Her world is threatened. There's a great, eclectic, amazing cast of secondary characters in the series, which is another thing I love about it. Even in the first four chapters, yeah, we're like, wow, there's a lot of people going here. Yeah. So we read the first four chapters, which was a good 70-something pages. Yeah, um, 20%. A yeah, of a good 350-page book. So that's kind of the summary of it. But I picked this book because I like that it's paranormal mystery. I like that nobody had heard of it. I like that it's a female heroine. I love her sense of justice and the way she wants to help people. And I just thought a doctor for the supernatural was a clever ass idea. So I've read all three books. Allison's reading it for the first time. Initial thoughts. Okay. I, I'm enjoying it. Yeah. So I've read through the first four chapters twice now because snowstorms. Read, snowstorms screwed up our recording schedule. Um, and I wanted to like make sure it was fresh in my mind. So I reread it today. Yeah. The first time I read this book, the first two chapters, I was listening to it. Didn't know what time period we were in. I could not for my life. Also, the audiobook sucks because she doesn't do different voices. At least the thing I'm, mm -hmm. I at least the audiobook, because I listen, I I have the book and then I've also been listening to it sometimes. And when I listen to it, I'm like, fuck, I don't know who's talking because she doesn't do different voices. They're all the same. Anyway, keep going. Yeah, it has to, there's like context clues. Yeah, it's very similar. weird. Yeah. But yeah, so the first like two, chapter and a half, 
I you was, didn't know what time period I didn't know. I thought it was like like the 1800s. No, it's and like then, super fucking modern. Right. And then I was like, wait, no, no, no. That doesn't make sense. She has and a then, car. She has like a mini right, Cooper. I was like, she's got a car. Okay. So it's got to be later than that. Okay. And then there was another thing they said. And I, I was just like, I literally spent the whole time. Oh, no. Focusing on when the fuck it is. No, oh, no. Because I could not figure it out. And I think part of it is. And on the second reread, I actually. I did see that here the context clues yeah. for the time that it was super modern. Mm-hmm. But I think the language because yeah. it's so British. It's 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 so British. Like I don't you've got your phone nearby. You should pull it up just to like give them a line. Yeah. Because it's it's like Jane Austen level British. Right. It's, and my brain was like, oh, it's the past. Yeah. Like But it's not, which it's is not, weird. And it's it's very proper British. Like mm-hmm. it's not like I feel like it's I not read, we're not on Love Island. Well, and I feel like when I read modern British things, like there's usually more slang yeah. or there's more a softer language. And this is like pedantic, which I think it, it, it I think it's on purpose. I'll be honest, sure. because I think it has to do with the fact that all of her patients are so old. Right. I had the same thought when yeah. I was reading it today. I was like, OK, everyone's old because they're mm-hmm. like vampires and shit. But when it's Greta alone, you get more of a modern feel. I I feel like when it's in her head, her thoughts a little bit more. I think so too. I think that's what finally tipped me. Yeah. Um. And then her. Oh, the point at which I was like, "What the fuck is happening with the time period?" When she when she she was like, "I pulled out my blood pressure cuff," and I was like, "What is this?" <laughs> <laughs> I, was like, I don't understand. She's a time traveler. It's Outlander. <laughs> Boom. I'm kidding. <laughs> I was like, I do not get it. And then I, I slowly got it. Okay, yeah. let me find. Just like a line or two to just kind of give some the readers, the listeners a, a, a taste of how British it is. The house to which she had been summoned was one of a row of magnificent old buildings separating Temple Gardens from the embankment, mostly taken over by lawyers and publishing firms these days. It was a testament to this particular homeowner's rather special powers of persuasion that nobody had succeeded in buying the house out from under him and turning it into an office for overpriced attorneys. Yes. My first listen through... For the first few chapters, I was like so focused on when the hell we were, yeah, that I felt like I didn't engage with it. I was like into it, mm-hmm. but I wasn't engaged with the story at the same level. Yeah, fair. Once I figured it out, <laughs> I'm really, I really enjoy it. Greta is great. Greta's great. I like that she's like this naggy, like hen mother to her patients who are like 500 years old. Yep, and she's 34, which I also really love. Mm-hmm. I love that she's she's like an adult adult. Yep, she's got a career and a practice and friends and yeah. And but and I love like the emotional moments that she'll she'll have even just in the first four chapters where she was like she feels like she doesn't deserve. The, the kindness her friends are giving her, right? Which gives you such a sense of her duty. Yes. as it, Like, she feels that so heavily as a character, which is a really awesome trait and flaw throughout the whole series. Right. I mean, I could see that causing problems. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And I think, like, I really loved the scene where she takes the sample to her ex-boyfriend. Yes. And she's like, this is my ex-boyfriend. He's got access to a mass spectrometer. That's great. So and we don't hate each other. We don't hate each other. Like, it felt very genuine. Yeah. And, like... Adult. Adult, right? Like, mature. Mm-hmm. And that, like, you don't actually have to hate all of your exes. Yep. What a concept. So I love that. Um, I loved Rathen. Is that his name? Rathen? It's like Rothvin or something. Rothvin. The vampire. The, the one of many vampires, yeah. now they say that, because there's three different types of vampires in this world. Right. And then we've already talked about, too. I love that, too, that there's, like, these subspecies of vampire. Mm-hmm. Yeah. R- Ruthvin is... God, I love him. I love that he's like, I'm not a traditionalist. I don't own a coffin. Yeah. Like... They're hard to turn over and it's too tight. Yeah. <laughs> it's 
so funny. And it's like, great, I'm just going to be modern. And I'm going to have this entire like espresso machine bar, even though I don't drink coffee because I just need a hobby. Yeah. <laughs> like, I'm so like, bored. Need, I'm so bored. I need something. Yeah. Ruth Finn is just such a great, practical, loving character for a yeah. vampire. And I, I loved that my memory of him rang true when yeah. I was rereading it. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I loved him. Um, we haven't gotten a ton from Varney because he's the one who's been stabbed. Yep. He's like convalescing. Um, other than And he's a vampire that can only drink virgin's blood. Right. Or he dies in this very explosive way and then comes back in mm-hmm. the full moon, which is wild. I've never Yeah, I know. That's a new vampire type that I've never Same heard of. And if she didn't make it up, I've never seen it anywhere else. No, but I love it. So at the point where we are like They've discovered that there's this order mm-hmm. that's running around killing people. The Rosary Ripper. So there's the Rosary, the Rosary Ripper, and then there is the the like clan of sword super, of the sword of the something holy sword something something. They it's a may, religious organization that's trying to eradicate the world of supernatural beings. Yeah, and they may be the same. Yeah, we don't know that. We yet. don't know yet. I'm kind of thinking they're not. Okay first prediction that's fine <laughs> yeah but uh bt dubs we're getting rid of our questions so yeah this is conversational now. yep we're just talking i don't think they're the same yeah the mo is not the same no the mo is different because the rosary ripper kills people and then stuffs white cheap ass rosies in their mouths. which i loved her part about like the vatican had commentary on it i was like yes of course they do <laughs> yeah. uh, way to round out your world what was interesting to me is like when they talked about the blade when they talked about the wound yeah my mind so i read da vinci code like Many times when I was a teenager, for some reason, I was obsessed with that book. It was cool. It was like a fucking, it was like national treasure, but in a book. Yeah. And I have this visceral memory and it could absolutely be made up. Okay. That that blade type features in that book. But yeah, so in my head, I was like, oh, like as soon as they described the knife wound, even before they talked about like the monks wearing robes, I was like, it's some weird ass. Yeah. Like cult cult religious cult mm-hmm. that's gonna try to kill these people um and now i want to like go back through the da vinci code and see if i can find reference to that blade or if i'm just completely making this up nice so that like intrigued me immediately because then it felt like i love that shit but like yeah the like weird underground this is definitely that yeah and there's this... or at least it has that vibe you know what i mean like yeah. it's got that uh, yeah and there's a character in the da vinci code i guess da vinci code spoilers um but there's a character in the da vinci codes called as long as you're not gonna make me read it Silas. i don't think it matters i'm not going to do okay it. <laughs> although i would probably enjoy rereading it there's a character in that book called named silas that's like this religious fanatic who is doing these murders isn't his... he hurting himself he's played by paul paul but paul i have never seen the movie Ah, he's played by the same guy who plays the bard and the poet in Knight's Tale. He's Vision. Paul. I, you know I don't know actors' names. Ah! I keep going. Uh, yeah, he, like, self, like, flagellates or whatever. Like, he, like, hits himself with the rope and, like, hurts yeah. himself. Um, yeah, he's played by that dude. He's played by Vision. Okay. It's, it's like Paul Bennett. Paul, I keep getting it mixed up with Paul Giamatti, and that's not correct. <laughs> He's in all those Verizon commercials right now. It's going to bother me. That's okay. I'll get it Do later. Do you want to Google it? No. Oh, you sure? Yep. Keep going. Okay. I'm pretty sure, like, I just have a vivid memory of this knife. So okay. whenever they described it, I was like, I know what that looks like. Yeah. Like, that, which was kind of a cool thing. So, yeah, that's awesome. So now, so then that, like, piqued my interest of, like, my, like, 15-year-old, like, love Da Vinci Code brain. I was like, yeah. ooh, let's solve the mystery. So I'm really enjoying it. I think. And I'm- then um, Fastidial 
the demon. We haven't talked about the demon or the museum um, guy yet. Yeah. um, Fast. Fast. Is what they nickname him because Mm -hmm. goddamn that name. Fast. It's like Fastidia Loca, which is actually like a real demon in mythology, like in Paradise Lost. Like she picked the names of those people from like actual mythology and it's a thing, but I, I. Fuck if I can pronounce it. I mean, I've heard him it said a million times from listening to it, but I couldn't. It's fast. Um, he's great. I, I love that he's like, she's like, you have COPD, and he's like, meh. <laughs> I'm a meh accountant demon man. And then on the second listen through that I just listened to, he was like, it's fine because. My boss lets me smoke in my office. And I'm like, fast, are you fucking kidding me right now? You have chronic bronchitis, as you call it, and you're smoking in your office. You pawned your coat. Yep. And I love that she's like, it's not Russia. Like, (laughs) this is not a Russian tragic novel. He's so melancholic, and I love him for it. Um, I feel that he is attracted to Ruthven. Like, that's the vibe I'm getting. Okay. And I hope I thought I'm you were right. going to say Greta. And no, I was like, no, no, no. He's no like girl, he's like a father figure. figure yeah, yeah. And I'm going to stop no, you right there. I'm like, not even going to let that prediction go. No, that one, that one reads true. Okay. But I feel like there was this, he, we were from his perspective when he was like describing Ruthven. Mm-hmm. And then also the, um, no spoilers. Ruthven is gay. That makes sense to me. Yeah. Like he's not, it hasn't talked, they haven't talked about it in the first four chapters, but like, but yeah, he's gay. That's not a spoiler. It's fine. It feels right like it's not surprising no and so i was like i felt like that maybe there's some history there like mm-hmm. maybe they have some kind of history because he was like i know greta romantic like, history you mean yes. yeah and uh, greta was like or at least some longing something um greta was like ruthven's gonna freak out when he hears this and he's like well you're not gonna tell him like <laughs> that felt very much like yeah he's your ex <laughs> kind of thing um and then he also described <clears throat> i'm trying to remember his name the museum guy i don't remember it offhand august uh I can look at it. Yeah. He's great. I almost literally wrote down my cast of characters and I probably should have. Yeah, it's okay. It's um, really only mainly those five right now. August. You... August. August. I was right. August yeah. Cranswell. Yes. Most British name in the world. His parents were originally monster hunters. And like. They don't talk about that yet. What? No. He I doesn't... read. Has he had a perspective yet? Yes. But he doesn't know. Fast is. Did you read through five? Did you tell me to read two five and you read through five? Maybe. <laughs> McKaylee. <laughs> I don't know. I don't know. I'm worried now. He didn't. The end. The end of chapter four. Read a fa- Greta faints. Right. Ruthven takes Greta from the bus station and they go into his house. Right. And then she faints. Yes. Okay. So you read an extra chapter. Yeah, I did. I think I did it out of because I love this book. Like I, I mean, really, I, I, I just kept listening to it, so I fucked up. Okay, my bad. It doesn't matter. It's okay. You will get it in literally like another chapter, yeah. and it's just exposition of how he and Ruthven met. That's all it is. Right. So he his description of Fast's description of him also felt like yeah. appreciative mm-hmm. in a way that was like that you appreciate a person yeah. you might be attracted to. Fair. So I I feel like Fast and Ruthven have history. Mm-hmm. I'm down. Like I'm really ready to hear about it and for it to like become a thing yeah i also feel like maybe august and ruthven i just want everyone to be in love with each other so i'm really i think all the characters already like have kind of an incredible amount of depth for yeah. 70 pages of this book mm-hmm. um and these are your main five okay great i mean i love that because i feel mm-hmm. like we've like built our team yep we're like in our scooby-doo gang mm-hmm. so do you think there will be romance 
I don't think Greta has romance. Okay. At least not in this one. Yeah. Because if this is our five, mm-hmm. I don't think she has romance with any of these people. Cool. I but you think there might be like peripheral secondary romance somewhere. I think that there is his- romantic history. But you don't know if it'll develop in this book? Yeah. Okay. I think that Varney. Yeah. They keep describing him in this way that he looks old. He looks older because he <laughs> he's he's very sick. That's the problem. Right. So like, so- like he's not... He's not at a hundred. You have not seen him at a hundred yeah, yet. So my only thought was if he bounces back and is actually quite beautiful, mm-hmm. maybe Greta and Varney. Maybe. That's like the one maybe. Because she said something about him. She said something about his eyes. Yeah, he's got like silver eyes. Yeah. And then she was like, nothing else about him is predisposing. Yes. Pre- whatever. Fuck British. British. <laughs> Shit she said that said he wasn't very cute. <laughs> That British um, translation. But that could be like a, a lead into yeah. like he's going to become revived and be like the most handsome asshole in the world. Yeah. Or if not handsome, at least like be more of himself where he's not like lunging out to try and kill her when he's under a poisonous right. like, recovery thing. Feel yeah. Some, 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 some way. Yeah. Right. Um, yeah. So if these are our main five, I'm super excited to see like where this goes. I mean, yeah. we ended the the section with Greta being attacked. Yep. I wanted to, I wanted to ask you about that. That's where I was going to head. It was like, what, how did you feel about uh, Greta's attack and what that is going to lead to? So it's super interesting to me that she was attacked. Yeah. Um, because how the fuck do they know? I mean, I guess they're watching Ruthven's house. Like it's pretty clear. They keep talking about these eyes Mm -hmm. in the sewer. And then August got chased by the eyes and all this stuff. So I guess they're just like, you're involved. So we're going to try to kill you. But it felt a little bit outside of the scope because they seem to be, I mean, the only person they've attacked so far in our knowledge, if we're separating them from the Ripper. Yeah. Is Varney. Mm-hmm. So it seems like an odd leap. Like they wouldn't go after Ruthven or like the other supernaturals that are near Varney. They mm-hmm. went after the like normie doctor. So one thing I am going to say to help with that scope is that the only person who has left Ruthven's house since Varney went there. Oh, is Greta. Is Greta. That makes sense, I guess. So, because if if you think about it that way, since Varney, Varney was attacked, Varney went to Ruthven's house. Ruthven took care of They followed him there. Yeah, they call Greta, right? Greta then leaves the house. At that point, it's only Ruthven and Varney in the house. Then Greta, or Ruthven calls August and brings him into the house. And then. No, Fast came first. And well, then Greta August. sent Fast. Greta and Fast came back. So Greta's yeah. been out twice. Mm-hmm. Where no one else has. Right. So that's that's the only thing I'm going to put in context there of like why it might not seem as weird. Because you've already established they're watching the house. Right? Yeah. That's true. And I also think it feels like they only can operate after dark because Greta's left once. Mm-hmm. And it was during the day. She came back and she left again. Yep. So that feels like we've obviously established that something supernatural is going on with them, mm-hmm. the killers. Any idea what that is? What that is? I liked that they had the like scene with mm-hmm. the like creature and the blue light, and like that blue light's being pulled through with the eyes and stuff. Clearly, so I think there's some kind of possession happening, maybe. Okay, and I, I feel like it's an entity that is supernatural. Obviously, there's something yeah. supernatural going on. That is then using this religious fervor, like, cloak to go after specific people. Like, he, yeah. he went after Varney specifically. It's not just because he's a vampire. It's because yeah. 
he knows something or they had beef at some hundreds point. of hundreds of years ago. Yeah. Right. So I think it's this, this like religious organization is a, a, a cloak that this supernatural being is using to cover who they might be. Clearly there's something going on with the material of the knife or mm-hmm. some kind of poison on the knife. Cause it's affecting Greta too. Yep. So she's passed out right now. She's not supernatural. So it's gotta be some kind of like, general poison that potentially just also affects our supernatural buddies more. Mm-hmm. Even the fact that Varney has had this removed from his body for hours and he's still not well. Yeah. Or even a, like better really. Mm-hmm. That's pretty crazy in the, you know, realm of vampires and clearly established in this world too, that like yeah. they, he should be healed and fine. Mm-hmm. Um, so what do you think the Rosary Ripper has to do with anything then? If you're, if you're, if you're speculating that these are two different yeah. crimes, two different threads, and because this is a book, they're going to tie together. Sure. How? Actually, let's start here. What is the Rosary Ripper? What is that deal? And then how do they tie together? I think the Rosary Ripper is probably not supernatural. Yeah. Um, he's not killing supernatural beings. The majority of the people he's killed are prostitutes. Yep. Hence the Ripper. And hence the Ripper. Yeah. Which also was mad confusing in terms of timeline. Yeah, I'm I, sure. Because <laughs> I was like, okay, maybe it's more modern. And then they were like, the Ripper. And I was like, what do you mean? The Rosary Ripper. Yeah, I, I think that he's connected in that Greta thinks it's the same. Yeah. And then that, like, she's going to pursue, well... Yeah, she's going to pursue leads that might have to do with the Ripper, mm-hmm. which might put her in his crosshairs, Okay, is my thought. So he might just end up being, the, the Rosary Ripper might just be a red herring to leading to the sap- supernatural? I think so. Okay. Yeah, because I think- I just want to make sure I'm hearing you right. Yeah, I think his- the murders that have happened so far from the Rosary Ripper, like I know she, there's a connection to her because it's both like religious context, but they're so different. Yeah, they are. And there's no similarities other than the religious context, right. especially when they described the naked woman, rosary in her mouth, eyes ripped out or whatever. That may be the- out. They said there were red hole gaping holes where her eyes should be. Yeah. Okay. And they didn't say anything about like in the news articles that she, or the news reports that she heard, like that being different than any of the other ones. Yeah. Eyes are a thing though. It would seem blue eyes and the ripping. Wait, uh, what? The blue eyes following them. Oh, around. Oh, oh yeah, yeah. Yeah. I just was saying like, no, for sure. Um, but Varney had nothing. No, nothing. With nothing with his eyes. He was, it was just a stab weapon yeah. that was seemingly we haven't been told is the same as the Ripper. No, we do not know that. We don't actually know anything about anything the Ripper side other than what the newspapers are reporting. Right, yeah. exactly. And what the shopkeeper saw. Yeah. And we don't know the method of killing these people. Like, they no. haven't talked about if their throats are slit or if they're strangled if they've been or, yeah. Strangled or, If they've been exsanguinated, it's a fucking vampire. Yep. Like, I get that. But we haven't gotten there yet, so... Mm-hmm. It seems normie to me. And then I think the only potential connection I could make is the eyes with the the vignette we got of the creature being blinded by the light. Oh, yeah. Like, I'm blind now. Mm-hmm. And the guy carrying him is talking about getting him new eyes. I think they're separate. If they're not, here's how I think they're connected. Okay. I it feels like cheating, but okay. In the prediction realm. <laughs> New year, new us. <laughs> yeah, this is true. If they are connected, I could see them, in order to fulfill their mission, they are killing people and using their body parts to 
You know, it could also be, though, someone else is killing them. They find the body and they're like, ah, lies. You know, just taking advantage, like if they're watching the city. Yeah. I don't know. I don't remember this whole thing, so. (laughs) So the other question that I had that I wanted to focus on before I got your last thoughts was how big do you think this is? Do you mean in scope of, like, their mission? How far up does this go right now? Because the the book seems to have a little bit of an accidental detective feel to it with Greta, right? right? We know that this series has three books. Yes. We also know, and I've already told you, that there is a mystery within each one of them, right? It's not like a continuous thing. That makes sense. Right. But... What I want to know is knowing that this world is so vast, because the other thing is, is that we have our five characters, but Rita has like a whole clinic and like she's mentioned witches and banshees. And like what I want to know is this particular mystery that we have, how big does it Mm -hmm. go? Like how just vampires or is it? Yeah. Like how are how much more into this world are we getting here? Are we getting aliens? Are we getting, you know, I mean, right now it looks like you have vampires and demons, which you've got and a religious cult and a witch. That's her. That's her friend. That's, that's her nurse. Her yeah. Clinic. Yeah. I think that this cult, like, I don't know that it's like the scope of like, I'm going to like world domination styles. Yeah. I think it's more microscopic. I think mm-hmm. it's more, I have a lot of grudges and I'm going to deal with them. Cool. Because these people are Greta's friends. She's getting pulled in. Nice. I imagine. In order for the series to continue, there will be some kind of reckoning where her work as in this like detective role gets noticed by other people who maybe do that sort of thing. So I was going to ask, though, like, do you think she takes on that detective role or or do you think her actions thus far and her actions in the rest of the book will just be out of that sense of duty as a doctor? I think that she is very protective of her people. Yeah. And these are her people. Yeah. So I think that she will pursue things. For example, in the scene where the guy attacks her in her car, she pepper sprays him. And then she wrestles with herself about whether she's going to risk her life to get the knife back Mm -hmm. as evidence for this thing. Right. I think that she will not be able to resist pursuing. Nice. I like that. Yeah. What other thoughts... Because we're kind of reaching the end here. I don't have any more questions here. But what other thoughts do you have? Anything that you just want to rant about, point out, predict before we close out? I am excited to see where the story goes. That makes me glad to hear. I'm really, I'm, I am. I'm really, this is a really good first pick for our. It's intriguing. It's it is. intriguing. I love a mystery. Mm-hmm. Um, Give me some vampire mm-hmm. mysteries. I'll right, take it. Right. Uh, we haven't done a mystery on here before. Well, and I didn't really read much mystery before the last few years. I mean, this is like a really indicative of, I think, the changes in our reading styles. Oh, for sure. I mean, paranormal, yes, but like true mystery, not really. That's what this is, though. Right. And I, Might I, be a slightly thriller because we're getting snippets of the of the action, of the action happening. Yeah. But yeah. yeah, no, but it's it's wonderful. I really enjoy it. I'm, I'm really excited about it. I think I'm just going to fall more and more in love with these characters. Which, you know, if you do... That might be fodder of, like, if we want to do book two and three on the podcast, we can. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. I, I'm pissed that there's not more. I am <laughs> pissed that this writer has only written three that books. That's only a trilogy. I'm like, I could read another, like, 700 of these. Like, what the fuck? <laughs> yeah. Um, All right. Well, I am glad to hear you're liking it. I'm glad to hear it's not torture. I, I'm enjoying it, obviously. I read ahead accidentally, I think. <laughs> 
whoops. Thank you guys for joining us. Thank you for your patience. We are excited also for new listeners. Like now you can join us. Essentially, I realize we didn't explain what this podcast is, which my guess would be you just go back and listen to other ones. But long story short, uh, one of us has read the book. One of us hasn't. We ask questions of each other and have a conversation to try and get them to predict it. The next episode, we will have finished Strange Practice by Vivian Shaw. And then we will see how right or wrong Allison was. Yeah. And then discuss our thoughts. You know, that's yeah, mainly what review, we're here. The review episode. Yeah, the review episode. It's fun for me to reread it. And then the week after that, we will switch. I have no idea what Allison has planned for me. It'll be my reread and Kel's first read. Yep. And we'll just go on for there as long as we love it. Yeah. So and just enjoying it, um, enjoying our time together and enjoying reading again so if you're still struggling with reading for whatever reason if it's not the pandemic if it's something else that's going on in your life just try it hopefully this will give you some inspiration if not just give you a little bit of entertainment yeah you don't have to read the book we'll tell you you, you, we we will because guess what at novel predictions spoilers are welcome so (laughs) all right right, i'm kales and i'm allison keep making novel predictions bye bye